Pick the Nintendo Shack and pray. Frederick from Fire Emblem Awakening says yo. Greetings, Kooplings, and welcome back to the Nintendo Shack. My name is Donnie Reese, and tonight we record episode 100, 100 of the Nintendo Shack podcast. And wouldn't you know it, a brand new Zelda game just happened to release at the same exact time. What are the odds? To break it down with me this week is my Nintendo-sis, Caroline. How are you? Look at Link. I am... I am almost 100%ed through Link's Awakening for the Switch, and I don't think I'm going to finish it, but that's okay. Ooh, ooh, we'll get into that. And because of the special occasion happening on our very special number, I had to go out and bring in a ringer. Please welcome <laughs> Amanda Van Heil from Zelda Universe to the Shack. What's yeah, up, Amanda? Doing good. I've been playing Link's Awakening myself. I have was hoping to go deathless, but I made the smart choice of trying to steal the shovel first. <laughs> Before oh. I did anything, so now I'm just dying as many times. I don't even care. I'm I just, just walk in the shop and die and just yeah, laugh. I've learned the hard way that you definitely should pay for everything. Yeah, I mean it's fun stealing in it the is. game, but uh, I the didn't rush. think about the I didn't think about the fact that I needed the bow and arrow later. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm gonna come back to that because I've got my own story to tell on that. But before <laughs> we get into Link's Awakening breakdown all that was the latest Zelda game. Amanda, uh, mm-hmm. we crossed paths at Momocon. For anybody that's that's listening to the show, we crossed paths at Momocon, and, and I reached out, and I, I followed Amanda and Zelda Universe for actually quite some time, many, many years. And I just told her then, I was like, hey, you know, we were in passing. I'm not sure if you remember, we were passing through the hallway. And yeah. I was like, hey, I've got a podcast. It's called Nintendo Shack. I'd love to do it. But, uh, Caroline, you might remember for myself, I was constantly on the go. I had all these interviews. And Donnie was, was like, move, 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 oh, move, no, move. I was doing the same thing. Yeah. I was moderating a ton of panels this past year. Yeah. And like the past like three years, that's basically what I did the whole time. I was I was covering it. I was a panelist and I was moderating panels. So, wow. like, yeah, I was the same way. I was running all over the place. We had the CNN Center in, for, for lunch and he said, I'm not doing this next year. <laughs> he, he wasn't even finished. And he's like, there's no way I'm doing this next year. Not alone. It's so much work. And- <laughs> it's so much work. I believe I was on my way to the Suda interview and uh, we crossed and i was like oh my god i wanted to talk to you uh, tweeting at you i got i need you to come to my podcast she was like yeah i'd be happy to and i was just but i don't have to meet my idol i was that's right i was like but i gotta go meet soon 51 yeah. Um, yeah don't blame me <laughs> but uh i wanted to call in that favor on a on a special episode sure. and uh, what not better than september to remember coming off the heels of interviewing pear schneider from ign now we have amanda over here from zelda universe with brand new zelda game it's like we had uh, this big master plan and it's unfolding it's good stuff yeah. right Imagine um, that. <laughs> Amanda, tell us, just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, a little about Zelda Universe, some of the things you do. So I'm with Zelda Universe, and we are the world's largest Legend of Zelda community. So we have like the forums, which a lot of people are very active on, but we are also very active on social media. We have our main news site. We have our Twitch channel. We have our YouTube channel. So I am on the Twitch channel. I'm on the YouTube channel. I'm, I'm, one, on, I'm one of the news writers. And then we also go to conventions around the US as well as also in Australia. We put on uh, various Zelda panels there because we have um, several people, like three of the ZU people live in Australia. Um, But the rest of us, we do it like, I mean, I did PAX West earlier and then, you know, did MomoCon here. So literally doing coast to coast panels. I almost went to PAX West just because of the exclusive way forward stuff that was there for (laughs) Shantae and River City Girls, man. Of all how, things. How was Pax? How was hanging out with uh, Abdallah? Oh my gosh. Well, Abdallah's a really good friend of mine. So it's always like fun to see him. Um, but Pax West was wonderful. Um, this is my first year going to West. I've been to South before, um, but I've never done West. This was also my first time in Seattle, which was a lot of fun. It was pretty cool. Um, but it was just, it was neat because like, I'm used to Pax, I'm used to E3 where everything's huge. And then I've also been to like PAX South where it's much more chill. So this was kind of like at the in-between between the two. It's very similar to E3. It is very, very similar to E3. I can see um, that. Especially with all of 
especially Nintendo and everything being based out of Washington. Right. A lot of the booths that Nintendo had were the same ones they used there or just smaller versions of the ones they used there. Um, And I got like, I got a a Persona shirt while I was there because Persona. um, (laughs) It's so freaking cute. They keep telling me I've got to play it. I haven't haven't played it yet. Yes, you do. It is brilliant. I could talk all day about all the stuff I do. It's like I just do a variety of things. Yeah, you do, I, I'm you also do your an cosplay. Actor. Yeah, you, you cosplay. I act. Um, oh man, my cosplaying days are so far behind me. But yeah, I used to do way back when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, which ones do you do? I'm curious now. <laughs> so uh, my primary one is I'm a Slave Leia cosplayer. Um, okay. The first year that I didn't cosplay Slave Leia because I wasn't at Dragon Con this year. Because so, I always did the, the Slave Leia Dragon uh, costume shoot at, at Dragon Con. And people keep texting me, go away. I also like went to Star Wars Celebration and did it there. Mm-hmm. Um, I do Misty because I love Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, so my husband and I always do Ash and Misty together. Oh, um, that's cute. I'm really hoping to work on a lady Urbosa because I love her and I want, and I just recently did um, zero suit Samus. Um, I've got, I just got the wig. So I need to actually restyle it. Cause when I did it at PAX, I just used my regular hair. Sure. Um, Cause I just did not want to walk around with that giant wig. And I don't, I don't blame you. Yeah. I do like Futaba um, from persona. I do mm-hmm. Kyoko from Madoka Magica. Um, Shippo from Inuyasha. <laughs> oh my god, we can talk about we can talk about anime literally. All yeah, oh, I forget. Kagome was my first. Um, so I still I have love Kagome. Yeah. I keep saying I've got a Toru that I need to do. Oh, um, nice! Like I have it. I just haven't actually worn it anywhere. Um, I've got my husband hooked yeah. on the new Fruits Basket anime. So I haven't got i've been trying to get him to watch it and that's the only reason i haven't watched the full thing yet is because like i know he has to watch it too <laughs> it's completely different from the old it's, it's literally like the manga and it is i i'm just like crying every episode i'm like it's not supposed to be like this but yeah. it really is i'm not used to it like that yay anime i have no idea what either one of you were talking about i know i know <laughs> i give you guys props for <laughs> waiting on your husband's to watch and my wife would not she watches she goes right through things she's like look either keep up or move move aside right so it's uh Frank's mad if i go on without him <laughs> stop all right well amanda thank you so much for dropping by the nintendo shack yeah, we really course. appreciate it and always um, excited definitely and uh let's break down this game guys uh as caroline kind of mentioned when we first started i was sick this weekend i have this ear infection it's crazy like caused like a sore throat out of like the head pressure yeah, was not hurts. feeling super well sunday I had to like rush to finish this game. I've been playing this game all day today and just finished it like two hours ago. (laughs) Nice. So let's break it down. Link's Awakening was originally released on the Game Boy in August of 1993 here in the States. Re-released on December 15th, 1998 as Link's Awakening DX on the Game Boy Color. Link's Awakening was directed by Takashi Tezuka, produced by Shigeru Miyamoto, written by Yoshiaki Koizumi, which you might remember from all the snapping and all the Switch commercials now. So, like, very famous cast here and all that. Started as an after-hours project and was originally going to be a port of Link to the Past to the Game Boy. So getting some history out of the way, I want to know about your history with the original release of the game, because as we've stated here leading up to release, I never had a Game Boy. This is my first time playing Link's Awakening, so I I don't have any of the historical nostalgia that other folks can bring to the table. I gotcha. I didn't play it black and white. I played the DX version on the Game Boy Color. And uh, back then, it was probably one of the only things that I could beat. <laughs> uh, and, and I remember going into, uh, you know, a Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, and it was extremely difficult compared to what I was what that game is. And even still, I kind of underestimated my capabilities of beating this game. I knew that I was going to, it wasn't going to take me that long, but they had lengthened it, you know, instead of 16 hearts, there's 20 and they've added a lot of stuff in there with chamber dungeons. And I I figured, you know, I'll probably, you know, take at least a week to beat it. Now I I did my stream on Friday and then we had the game on Saturday and I was gone. But on Sunday I ended up just, you know, I was chipping around in the chamber dungeon and Brian's like, aren't you just going to beat it? Do you just want to beat it? And I was like, I'm trying to 100% it while I'm doing it, okay? But, um, yeah, I ended up beating it on Sunday. It, it literally probably took me about 10 to 12 hours. Wow. That's about it. Amanda? 
So I remember when it was on the Game Boy. I, ha- I still have my old like gray brick Game Boy, and mm-hmm. I remember when it came out on the Game Boy Color and how it had like the the color dungeon, and you could use the Game Boy printer was another like yeah. big thing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't get it on the Game Boy Color because Pokemon happened. And (laughs) also I was like, what, 10 or so. So I was also at the mercy of my parents buying me games. So it was one of those games where I'm like, I need to get this game. And then I got Pokemon and then uh, it all just went down from there. (laughs) And so I finally played it on the 3DS, like when they put that in the eShop. I never actually finished it on the 3DS because I'd start playing it and then I would just like, I don't know, just, I don't know how I used to be able to look at those small screens because I can't do that now. (laughs) (laughs) Now, like, I look at the small screen, like, how this hurts? Ah. So I never finished it. So I've been doing it. Going between the regular 3DS to a 3DS XL, I don't know how I've ever gone and and you played the original OG Aqua Blue 3DS. Mm -mm. I still got it. It's, it's yeah, I can handle the XL, but I was playing it like on the original 3DS and I can't can't do that anymore. (laughs) Yep. How, how is it different? From, I mean, obviously, we have a brand new style, which I want to talk about, and, and all the new pretty graphics. But the game itself, now that it's been like, kind of like remade with with new character models and everything, how is it different than how you remember it, or or any differences that you know from the original game? It's easier than I remember, mm. minus the fact that I spent over. Which I mean, I guess the first time I played it, I didn't know what I was doing, and it was tiny and right here. Um, didn't know what I, I mean, was doing, and it took me forever. So No, I will admit that yesterday I spent over an hour. This is going to sound so silly, and I blame the antibiotics I was on for a sinus infection that still haven't gotten out of my system oh, and no. messed up my head really badly. I'm I'm blaming that for, like, as long as I possibly can. It took me over an hour to find the Angler d- Tunnel dungeon. Oh, I was yeah. standing right in front of it. And I just kept walking back and forth going, where is this stupid dungeon? I already had the key. Like I've done like, so I haven't finished the game yet. Cause I've just been kind of slowly playing it because I've yeah. also been playing like a million other things at the same time. And so I did a bunch of stuff that happens later on. So when I get to that, I can just fly through. Right. But finally, like I saw, I saw like where the key was. I went, oh, this this key door that I noticed earlier that I kept walking past and ignoring, and then <laughs> walked through it, going, oh, well, that was easy. Yeah, yeah, that happens to me in pretty much every game that I do. I do that a lot. Walk past everything. Yeah. Anything on your end? Do you notice any new things? Any new changes from what you, you know, remember? For me, for me, it's kind of like going from well you know it's like going from fire red leaf green into pokemon uh let's go you know mm-hmm. pikachu and eevee it's yeah. kind of weird going from that pixel version of things that you're you're used to there wasn't that much of a jarring transition for me between red and blue and fire red leaf green everything was generally in the same area it well we also better. gradually like when it came to pokemon we gradually it right, like, got better Everything and better and better. Still pixelized, but when you're you're making that transition from the two D to three D models, and you have you know kind of like a different perspective top down. It's still top down, but it's almost like um more on level with the character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of felt that this was the same way. I was, I, Mabe Village is not that big, you know, but I'm still looking around like, where's the claw machine? I couldn't find yeah. the claw machine for a second. Then I had to, you know, just move around a little bit. Uh, the map was a lot smaller than I remember, though. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Uh, so, yeah, just just the going from pixeled to not was kind of a little jarring for me. But in general, I remembered where things were. Okay. Yeah. For me, a lot of it was also just, like, seeing it come to life in a way because you know sure. you still had even when it's pixelated you saw what it looked like you still had to imagine like sure what it would look like if it were right in front of you so it's it's really neat seeing like more i don't want to call it realistic just more lifelike i guess mm-hmm. sure. um that has more heart to it or i suppose and then you know they added the additional figures with the trendy game with the yeah. claw machine and they changed that up a little bit yep. um and i think Aren't there? I feel like there's more hearts in this one. Oh, and they added the seashell, uh-huh. extra seashells. There's like what, a hundred or fifty? Or oh yeah, I like think that. there were only between twenty. It's only 30. twenty, and now mm-hmm. it's like fifty. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. Okay, let's talk about the the new style because I mean, much has been said about it. I'll just go ahead and say, I mean, it is absolutely stunning. It's really, really pretty. Um, at times, it almost oh. has like a, a Mario esque feel to it. I was when I was fighting earlier, I was fighting the evil eagle. And I was totally like, this is like a Mario like boss fight. Mm-hmm. It looks it like it. it's got that, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
um, I was definitely getting those vibes. And then we've talked about a lot, um, just like the whole, the whole cuteness, this, this effect that they've put on, on the style, this Gumby like effect. Um, you know, I was thinking like, just, did y'all ever see Zabumafu? Yes. So it was a PBS show, Donnie, and it it was about a lemur, but they had these little intermittent segments where it was 2d and claymation. And I just, I just look at it and I think it's Zabumafu. Okay. It's super cute. It totally kind of gives me like Animal Crossing vibes. I was, I was thinking that too, especially in Animal Village. Like yeah. last night I was screaming, going, oh my gosh, I'm in Animal Crossing. And I was so excited. Just when they popped me down, I saw a little fox jumping around, a little person walking around. I was like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's very, very cute. So what do you guys think of just like the new the new splash of color? Then and, uh, and actually to piggyback off of, off of you, Amanda, like I've heard a lot of people explain it this way. A lot of people are saying that it's like it's filling in the gaps or it's creating their imagination. Is, is this what you saw when you played Link's Awakening? Like, is this what your imagination was drawing when you played it originally? Was it was it something like this, or is this like even blowing away those, those that imagination? It's really blowing away what I like I imagined because like I saw it and it just it was still just kind of flat in my head still. So just more like kind of coloring book drawings were in my head as opposed to like these adorable figures that look just so lifelike what's what's really cool is like nintendo's um pax booth as well as their um e3 booth this year they had like a figurine diorama it was one so like just seeing that like right there in person and comparing that to what is in the game it was identical i know just like those little figures when we first saw the the footage i was thinking you're literally playing with like a little diorama sandbox yeah exactly like that so the fact that they did that at e3 i was like well they hit it out of the park like that's exactly like one-to-one scale of what it should be and what i would imagine Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's kind of like it kind of made me think of sean the sheep um (laughs) because it's that similar like claymation and normally claymation freaks me out like gumby terrifies me for some weird reason (laughs) i don't know why but i'm terrified of gumby i don't like Um, i don't like Coraline and stuff like that but yeah but but, like um, stuff like that's cute and adorable like sean the sheep this is what it kind of made me think of it's Mm -hmm. so sweet and cute and i love it yeah cool carol yeah anything on the style you know how i am yeah yeah I i like my cute things uh, and it was, it's super cute. I, it's just so precious. Um, and, you know, it, on top of that, I really like the anime way that they did the opening and the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. A very, I mean, if you go back and you look, everything was done in, in sprites. It was more um, realistic and sort of anime for the time. Uh, what they could do with the limitations of the Game Boy, obviously. Uh, but it's just it's so it's so good like the anime is just so good if we had any sort of zelda anime i would be all for it oh my gosh me too <laughs> now would be a good time so i stole i stole the bow i didn't even know i could i actually I just i just saw it on youtube it was just a thumbnail it was like how to steal the bow and i was <laughs> relatively in and i went to our discord and i was like you can steal stuff Yes. And people were like, Donnie, this is old news. I don't know. I, this is my first time playing this game. So I totally stole the bow and died. Had no idea that that meant I couldn't get a secret. I didn't know. Yeah. So I was there playing and I didn't find out. And actually, until I listened to Fluxtapose and I heard Jason mention, I was like, dang it. Had I known, I might have kept a separate save or something. But uh, See, I, the problem is it does do an auto save, which is kind of annoying. But mm-hmm. uh, if you don't use the auto save on top of that, you're good. Um I'd already seen the ending, so to me, it wasn't a big deal. I just went and saw the anime version on YouTube. At I the don't end. think it is a big deal either. To be like, I wasn't upset when I reached the end like that that I missed it, and I'm I don't regret stealing the bow. I think it was awesome. I had tons of rupees by the end, but I got to use the bow so much sooner than I would have. Sure, um, I liked it. That was cool. That was funny. I can we? I can't recall being able to do that in many other Zelda games. Any other Zelda game? Yeah. Like that's that's a like new the one for me. We've come as Ravio renting you. Items. I was gonna say maybe yeah. maybe links link between worlds. So that yeah. was super cool. Um, so let me recap just the story here to make sure that me as my first time playing through, having just finished it, that I'm up to speed with the rest of Zelda Nation. Link's Awakening takes place directly after Link to the Past. Link wants to go find more, better, grander adventures, having like rid the world of Ganon. He sets sail, big storm, wakes up in Colent, starts walking around, talks to Taryn, talks to everybody, and we start doing the dungeons. And then at the end, spoilers, I'm going to spoil the game because it's a remake of a game that came out 30 years ago. Uh, 
at the end you find out that it was all a dream like the, the old the, the, the biggest <gasps> oldest trick in the book it was all a dream which i started to get the i actually had that impression before i ever even started the game because mm-hmm. i was whining about the um the frame tilt which i'm going to talk about and uh Jared in our Discord mentioned that it, it adds to the story. It and I was like, okay, so it's it's a dream like I get it. I know where this is going. And then halfway through the game, once you start getting through like what is it? Through um, halfway through the dungeons, they start telling you what the heck are you doing? Yeah, man? when you get to the big banner and they tell you it's you know, like this is all an illusion, everything, okay, it's a dream. And then yeah, so at the end it's a dream. But then it's not. Like he wakes up on a boat and and the wind fish actually exists and the whale jumps in the area of like this free willy moment. Basically, he's in Neverland. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I, I think what happens is you come across the windfish as he's being, you know, tormented by the nightmares and he's getting into the dream and into the sleep and you get sucked into it. Gotcha. I think that's how I've always taken it. So, yeah, you do see the windfish at the end. Um, and did you figure out, like, the end thing about Marin that you didn't see? Uh, she flew away. She became, became one of the, like the. Yeah, at the end, if you get a perfect ending and you haven't died, uh, you see Marin's face in the sky, and she like becomes a seagull, like she always wished. Yeah, she wanted to. Like you have the cute moment where they're sitting on the on the tree trunk together, and they have the cute so, moment where they they look off over the vista. I made sure I got screenshots of both of those. Those were super cute, by the way. And it was really fun to to do that. But yeah, it's it was all just kind of a dream in the end. And um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, this is my first time playing it. I really enjoyed the story, and I'm not sure how much consequence it has to the whole thing. But you mentioned that there was something story part about it that included all this Mario stuff. Is it just because the whole thing's a dream? That's why it's yeah. there, or did like, I miss something? You know, the anti-Kirby's and, and just all of the Mario Love stuff. It's, it's in there because, you know, it's not the real world, and it's just kind of anything can happen. I went, Parts of it also kind of reminds me of Earthbound. Yes. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's spot on. I wonder if they ever put any of that in there just because they were working on Game Boy. It was early well, and they it. had that stuff. That was just, that's just it. They didn't ask permission. It was just like, we needed an asset and it's in there. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I can keep it. It's whatever. It's crazy. I love this 2D stuff. And I mentioned mm-hmm. Mario Maker, how much I miss our Amiibo costumes and everything. You got a little, yeah. little piece of it. I'm doing all these little 2D things. I was like, I could play a game of this. I could do this. I could do a lot of this. Yeah. Um, all right. So before we get into some of our final thoughts on the game, I do want to bring up the game's performance, which has been talked to about a lot in almost every review and all that stuff. Um, It's bothering me more than I think other people are, for sure. It's bothering me more than I think a lot of people are letting on. Um, I wish it ran better. I really do. It's it's not that it's bad. And, like, people are, like, using terms like, it's not unplayable – it doesn't affect my enjoyment, you know, those types of things, which I think are good to give like some, you know, barometer to measure like how much of it's there. My problem with it is that it's, it's constant. It's not, it's unlike breath of the wild where it was only in like the, the forest. This is happening all the time. And, and just basically I swear to God, I just I don't, don't think you the, notice it. And that's a I beautiful thing. No issues. See, that's just it. I've, I've surrounded myself in the little Nintendo bubble <laughs> I don't understand low frames. I don't understand, you know, chugging or anything like that. Sure. I do notice it in the Breath of the Wild forest areas. Yeah, that's because it seriously chugs. This is not like I that. It doesn't shadow. drop. What's funny into- is I didn't notice anything in Breath of the Wild. Like, I noticed the occasional drop frame in Link's Awakening, but then, like, it it also, like, kind of just comes back into vision. It does. And sometimes I'm wondering if it's, like, perp, like, if it's, that's how what it's supposed to look like, if it's supposed to be, because it kind of blends in with where it blurs on the edges mm-hmm. to make it come into focus. Does it happen when you're shifting over to another area? It does. Where, me, where- so it happens anytime you shift the screen. It happens uh-huh. anytime you fast travel and transport into a new area. It happens every time you walk out of a new building. It's a memory issue. So what it's doing is it's it's streaming in the assets from memory. Right. And every time it does that, it, it takes a minute. Now, um, Digital Foundry did analysis and everything. So like this has already been um, like proven and said, but essentially the game runs at 60 frames per second at a variable resolution. But in these moments where it's loading the game, instead of it dropping, like just until it, until it loads, it immediately just drops to 30. And then when oh. everything loads in, it comes back up. So what is it? But so see, it, I just don't notice. That but see, 30 is good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like breath of the wild, you know, the forest, it drops into like 13. Like it literally starts to stutter. Oh, this isn't like bad. That's not what I'm trying to say. It's just that it, it happens a lot. You know, it happens every time you do any of those things. And if you do notice it, 
you're going to keep noticing it. Um, I didn't see, see any of it in any of the dungeons or any of like the interior areas. All right. of that ran smooth as butter, as perfect as you could ever want. Um, it's an overworld issue. It is an overworld mm-hmm. issue. And, and to the point where like th- there's a lot of focus on the fact that you could just walk across the map, you know, and like it keeps panning. Right. I almost wish if they kept it the old way to where you actually walked tile by tile and you had like the freeze and the next tile and the freeze and the next tile, if it would have fixed all of it. Um, the biggest- now I'm interested to see if like going back to the original Animal Crossing or going to a, you know, Link Between Worlds game, if that's the same thing going on for 3D tile shifted kind of games, you know? Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I just I just want to bring it up because I noticed it. It's something I kept noticing. I noticed it through the end. I noticed it almost every time it happened. I wish it didn't. Yeah. I wish it wasn't. I think in that regard, like Zelda typically has a really good history of 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 really great performance and polish. And right. um, I mean, I think I don't know. The hard part to say is like what's what's doing is the art style. Is there just so much detail? I think it's the I think it's the lighting. Like the lighting is very the lighting hard. is really good. And it's always it's always a lighting particle effect for what I've noticed, especially in that you know area in Breath of the Wild. It's always lighting. The lighting in this game is fantastic because the light when it reflects off of surfaces, it actually reflects the hue and the color off of those surfaces. Yeah, the water in that game yeah. is just holy crap. The swamp, for example, if you just go to the swamp, you just notice it. Just transfer yeah. to the swamp, and it'll start to freeze a minute. Now it snaps back into place real fast, so it's mm-hmm. not like a huge detriment. Um, you're never down for more than six, eight seconds at a time. Like if that, yeah. And so you, it snaps back. It just happens a lot. So, uh, people are mentioning, I think reviewers were correct to point it out and whether that bothers you or not, you know, that's a personal thing. Um, I think it bothered me more than obviously it bothered you, Caroline. You you don't even notice it. I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I really enjoyed the game. It's my first time through. I'll start with some final thoughts. Um, to say a really nice thing about the game, I think this game's soundtrack is one of my favorite Zelda tracks that I've ever heard. Good. Um, so good. I actually do think if I had to pick one thing and tell you my favorite thing about Link's Awakening, it would be the music. The music is on par with Skyward Sword and the best of them, in my opinion, Wind Waker. I, I really do love it. Um, or at least what I've heard here, I'm not sure what the original sounded like, but what I've heard in this uh, remake, it's just fantastic. It's beautiful. Um, I definitely have got to go and rip it all until they put it out on CD and then buy that too, because I do love the music mm-hmm. while I enjoy the game. I have to say this because Devin and I were talking about it the other night. Um, let me just preface this before everybody gets bad at me, throw stones at me. I've never been one to really like 2d Zeldas. I've always said that, right? I like 2d Mario's like 3d Zeldas. So there's not a whole lot here. That's like, I think it's a good game. I'm glad I played it. But um, typically when I play a Zelda game, it's for that open world. That's what attracts me. I want to explore and get lost. And I, I don't have that feeling with with teeny, 2D tiny games. little box. It's now like I do love box. this game super condensed. Like yeah. for the little map, you can walk from one side to the other in like five, six, seven minutes. Out of think of the limitations they had on the Game Boy. Sure, and I mean, that's why. absolutely. But there's that's a why. ton of stuff to do in here. Like there's all yeah. kinds of secret doors and secret stairs yeah. and blow up walls. It did add and... a lot more to this game than from the original. Oh really? Well, like we were talking about the seashells, there's way more seashells to find. Oh, collectibles, yeah. Yeah, so that um, means there's like extra stairs, extra things to oh, blow okay, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes like sense. Like you'll just go through and go, oh, there's stairs there. That's yep. okay. Yep. So I found these are it. things that I wouldn't remember, but yeah, I mean, so all that said, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I wouldn't call it like an essential like Zelda game in my opinion. It's not like my top five Zelda game of all time or anything like that. Interesting um, you say I that. I played it. And, um, and yeah, so I just wanted to get that off and then hand it to you guys because you guys have more history with it than I do. I just got to throw in while you said that right now, um, Tezuka and Miyamoto said when they were working on Ocarina and I think Aonuma was in here too. Yeah, mm-hmm. They said that had they not done Link's Awakening, yep. Ocarina would not have been the way that it was going to be. Yeah. So it's a vital point in the series. That's true. I, I read the Iwata ask before we jumped on here. It's, yeah. it's extremely telling how they kind of came to this. Uh, um, they called it like a parody of the Zelda series is what they, it was kind of like a joke. Yeah. And they just yeah. kind of let everything fly. It's like the scary movie of, of, of Zelda games. It's, yeah. it's hilarious. And I do love that about it. I'm not, I'm, I'm not saying mean things about it at all. Oh, no. I just, I yeah, it just doesn't rank up there with me. I, th- I see there's a lot of love out there right now. You know, there's mm-hmm. some nines and tens and it's a great game and it's just not, it's not there for me. So I can't, yeah. I can't act like it is. It's always been kind of a cult Zelda game. That, yeah, I could see, I would believe that mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. 
I'll let Amanda go first because I've, right. I've got to make another gripe too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I've really enjoyed it so far. Um, the dungeons to me are really easy, um, but it, the challenge, and it was the same with when I played it on the game on the Game Boy or 3DS or whatever you want to say. Um, I had a harder time finding the dungeons than actually doing the dungeons, which honestly is is fine. I would agree like, with that. I I hate being just stuck in a dungeon forever and just like, oh my god, is this thing yeah. gonna be over yet? Mm-hmm. Um, it is probably aside from Minish Cap, probably my favorite of the two D. This and Minish Cap are my two favorite of the two D Zeldas. Um, I honestly I like it better than a Link to the Past. Um, I know that will make anger a lot of people oh, by saying sure. that, but I don't care. <laughs> I'm fine with saying it. Whatever. Um. I just like it because it's also just different and it's just fun (laughs) and it's meant to be just fun. And I think that's what I like about it. The music is, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Wonderful. I honestly like the music better than the music in it is more memorable and noticeable than in in Breath of the Wild, which I realize the music in Breath of the Wild, which is more of an aesthetic rather than like, oh my gosh, this song plays with this, this place Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, But I like how they, they kind of change the, the, theme of the music because it'll be like the Zelda theme but they'll like make it a different style like how one has like more of a Spanish style others yeah Yeah. sounds just more like adventure style Mm -hmm. um I like how they they do variations on it I thought that was fun I I really like the trading sequence um yeah it was a lot longer than I remember it's it's a very long trading sequence but I just I like it it's I love all the new characters um it's, you know, like I'd mentioned earlier, some of it really reminds me of Earthbound. And it was, I mean, it was done around the exact same time. So that makes sure. sense. Yeah. Um, I just like the the whimsical quality of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. That little tinkling, like, it's it's literally one of those, you know, guys know like those nine key pianos, like the little bitty pianos. Yeah, yeah. In Mobby Village. Do, 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 do. And, I, I, that's just perfect. It sounds <laughs> like a cute little kid's toy box. It just, it's so cute. Um. I hate to be the one to like lean on the bad note. The reason I'm not 100%ing this game is because I spent three hours doing chamber dungeons, which forces you to do them in order to get a heart piece, a seashell, and then I'm looking for the last. I'm looking for the last heart container, and I'm like, did I miss one in the dungeon? Did I not pick it up before I left? And I went online and I was sitting at 19 hearts after I'd spent three hours making and completing my own dungeons in Dompe's little house. No, you have to complete all of them, I believe, in order to get that last heart container. And and Brian's just like, just beat the game. Just beat the game at this point. I'm like, you know what? I think I just might. Like, it was, that's what I spent all day Sunday doing. I pretty much had just gone through everything on Friday night. And then, boom, you know, Three hours of chamber dungeons was. Let me ask you about those. It's just annoying that they lock it behind that. Because I messed with it when you when you first get to the shack and you know you get there and you talk to him and all that and I messed around with it because I I read and I shared the Polygon and Kotaku articles. I knew right. people weren't like super happy about it and I wanted to check it out. Do they ever let you really customize the rooms or is it just customizing the orders of the rooms? Like you can't. Pick That's where it. in the room you drop a chest, a key, a boss, or anything like that. You oh. can just drop rooms with that stuff in there. You're, they are these pre-created rooms yeah. from the actual dungeons. That's terrible. Well, it's, I mean... It takes it, it just takes any creativity right out of the picture. Well, that's just it. And I was going through the point of just making sure that I did the easiest rooms just so I could blaze through it just to get this stuff. Sure. At some point it gets really annoying where you have to fill up every single area in the bottle map or, you know, it just, for me, it's like, yeah, I like the fact that they are adding more to the game, but putting it behind an optional feature, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. So I, maybe one day I'll have, you know, enough remorse of not getting that last heart container that I'll go and do it, but I don't do it anytime soon. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I understand a lot of people have brought up qualms with the, the length of this game. I think there's a lot of game here. I, I think for especially oh, for, for people like me that have never played it before, if you're not using a guide, I mentioned to you earlier before we got stuck, I got stuck in that Eagle Tower for Eagle Dungeon sucks. Face I had to get a guide. I, I had to get a guide for that one. So I was good up until that point. Now, if I didn't get the guide, if I didn't go over to Abdallah's channel and like help him help me, um, I wouldn't have finished <laughs> I it in time. I've been the universe for years for guys. Yeah, <laughs> if I, if I, I wouldn't have, I would have gotten. 
I wouldn't have gotten to the end today um, had I not done it because I was stuck in the Eagle Tower. Like, where am I supposed to take this ball? <laughs> so I was getting I was real upset yesterday when I was like stuck and despite, despite the fact that I was staring right at the stupid door. I actually, uh, Josh, who's like our guide's director, was uh, I was talking to him at the time. Like, Josh, do we have a do we have a guide for this game? And he's like, Yes, yes, we have a yeah. guide for this. And I'm like, okay. 1994. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Then I'm checking it out because I don't know what to do. And he's like, yeah. Well, we've just written a new one. It's just not up completely yet. And the like, training oh, okay, sequence cool. is another one. Like, if you didn't know, if you didn't play the game, if you didn't have that committed to muscle memory see it's interesting i was thinking about this uh leading up to the show it's interesting that you have zelda like players like uh, caroline myself you amanda that you're when you go into a zelda game you're expecting to to lift a bush and find stairs to blow up a wall and find a cave you know but if you're not a zelda player and you play these things you get into these games you're like i have no idea where to go right and we've heard folks like josh you know mention like i don't know what to do and it's just like paralysis they need somebody to like direct them you know Mm -hmm. um some sort of guide or a marker and I could 100% understand feeling this way. Like, I, you know, as dumb as it sounds, because now that I know, like I know, and it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I didn't right. know where the bird key was. It's like, where the hell is this key? Of course, it's a, it's under the giant bird in the game. I love that rooster, by the way. Like, the more I looked at the rooster model, I'm thinking, man, they should have made an amiibo of that guy. He's colorful oh, and beautiful and perfect. I'm still mad that we haven't had a Marin amiibo to match him. Like, oh my gosh, we need that. A Marin amiibo would be good. That would be really good. That would be so cute. I will sell for her on the cup. <laughs> you got the cups? I oh, got the so cups off eBay. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Uh, I'll end on a good note and just to, to endorse what Amanda said. I do really love the fact that this game released now. I like that it's one of my favorite things about it is it is different. There's no Hyrule. There's no Ganon. You know, there's no elemental like collectathon. You know, it's different. By the way, the art yeah. book in the Dream Edition is incredible too. And it's absolutely worth the $60 just for the art book, in my opinion. One thing I do, I don't mean to interrupt. One thing I do like about it is that people, I mean, minus just the handicap of being, of realizing, oh, you have to blow this stuff up. You have to check under these. Okay, getting past that learning curve. Yeah. You don't have to know the Zelda lore to enjoy this game. Yes. And so I feel like it's a good, like, gateway into Zelda for Mm -hmm. people because you don't have to know the lore. You're not like, oh, because there are some, like, I feel like you really need to know what's going on. Twilight Princess is one. I feel like if you don't know anything about Zelda, the game's not going to make any sense to you. Um, But Ocarina, you know, is one that teaches you. This is one that it just doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, the story is all very loose. Um, it doesn't really take a whole lot from the, the Zelda lineage or the history of it. I don't think it's placement on the timeline or anything like that really matters. I, I like it's kind of standalone. I said it's just mm-hmm. refreshing to kind of get away from it before we get back into Breath of the Wild 2 or anything like that. Right. Um, I, I would... I'm thinking. I'm thinking in terms of like my son Jack. I think like the trading sequence and some of the secrets and stuff might be a little bit much for him right now. Like eight, I think he could probably get through it. I mean, this is my first time ever playing this game. I died once, and I died once because I stole the bow, and like I, I didn't realize that once you stole it, you would die if you ever it's came incredible. back. The only reason I, just, I died was because I was being an idiot when I was. Uh, oh my gosh, what did I do? Oh, I forgot that you're supposed to use your shield against the Octoroks in the beginning. Oh, got it. That long. I was lucky that I I would have died again, probably. I would have died probably in Turtle Rock. I would have died again had I not known that you have to like use the fairy. But I I, mm. I saw that on Twitter that you have to actually somebody was whining about. You actually how have to press the button. You actually have to pull the like fairy out. It doesn't just save yeah. you. So yeah. if you're playing the game and you wanted to know that, that's it. Well, I've died a bunch of times because I just don't watch where I'm going. That's honestly <laughs> hey, my hey, reason. It's like, like it. I just walk right into it. I'm like, move, move. I've got a bunch of hearts. I don't care. Like, I was going with Deathless, yeah. but since I already died because I stole stuff. And so now I just like to go into the shop and just steal something and then run out. And then I go back in and he kills me and I don't care because I just think I find it too funny to care. I like it. Shopkeeper OP, by the way. Shopkeeper for Smash. Right? Oh, that's oh my good. gosh. I just like how he smiled. The man smiles. I know. He looks so happy about killing you yeah. <laughs> the ending the ending's kind of sad isn't is it you're supposed to feel that way i i mean i yeah kind of like the, the peter it's peter pan yeah the it's, fact that they're all just not real they just I like mean, fades away like it's just they're they're all gone you know it's just kind of the Marin was always a seagull yeah i guess <laughs> super cute anime form at the end by the way really cute 
I think that's the point, you know, as you get connected to all these characters and everything. You do. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Amiibo. Um, Caroline has her Amiibo at the ready. I just want to say Yay! having – oh, you know what? I have two more things I want to say because it just reminded me of them. One of the things that I do wish I could do more of, and I, this is totally millennial Zelda newcomer Johnny Come right. Lately. Okay? Because I feel like there's a bunch of people play this game on Game Boy that are about to hate what I'm about to say. Uh-huh. I wish I could map – more items to my buttons than you could in this game. And I realize that this game lets you map more than you could have on the original version. I get that. I also wish that I could use my D-pad. Considering that this game is basically like on a mm. tile system, I really wanted to move around with my D-pad. Like a lot. I kept trying. And I was like, man, why can't I? This is, and, and then when I couldn't move with the D-pad, then I wanted to map items to the D-pad. And it's not that I wanted yeah. an item for every button. It's just that Playing so many touchscreen Zelda games where we have our inventory at the ready, like Link Between Worlds, where you have like your quick stuff where you can quickly like drag and drop. And then, you know, we're all scared about it. You know, we're talking about Nintendo Shack before Breath of the Wild. Like, how are we ever going to go back? Breath of the Wild lets you quickly like freeze the game and and side panel without hitting pause. Just something I immediately noticed in this game. I was like, let me put you in a quality of life land, okay? We didn't used to have the Pegasus boots as an automatic item. Mm-mm. We didn't used to have... Now, Rock's Feather, you still have to... Oh, my gosh. What's the other one that I was shocked? Too many times I, like, I, I used my ocarina. Like, I'd put my ocarina where I had my... I always had my boots mapped to, to Y. So, I'd, I'd put the ocarina there. And then I'd go to jump thinking I'd moved it back and I didn't. And I was like... <laughs> there was something else that we got that was just an automatic addition that yeah i definitely I, remember the pegasus boots and just like having to yeah you, you whip and how literally had was. to just have them on your inventory dude it, it's felt because we had we had we had buttons that went unused you know you could use the triggers you had a button you had a d button like you had all kinds of buttons on, on your disposal you could have used and i get that probably trying to keep something there for folks that like you guys have played it before i get it um i you know, when you're talking about the D-pad thing, I thought it was bizarre that we weren't able to use the D-pad. We're only able to use a stick. It feels like it would be a better fit. He doesn't move in all directions. He moves in the eight directions. And I thought that was a great thing that they kept. I loved that they kept that. It kept him kind of, you know, static, like a toy soldier type thing. But yeah, I, I was kind of just like looking to use my D-pad a little bit for some things. Yeah, I would have. I would have liked to do that. Yeah. Um, and then having played Breath of the Wild and used all the amiibo, I was pretty upset because I thought, I realized that the amiibo did the chamber stuff. I knew that, like you could save and all that. I still thought you could go to Dampe, scan your amiibo and just get stuff. Nope. <laughs> There's none of that in there. I was like, oh, I got all these amiibo. <laughs> Let's be real, okay? This was here because there's a million other people are going to buy it. And then, yeah, like me, I'm going to buy it. Because it's too cute. That's the, specifically the reason I got it. Like, that is so cute. I, I need it. When I saw that there was going to be an amiibo, I was like, that's the only thing that I care about. It is that's super it. adorable. It is that's super it. adorable. Like, that is top shelf, like, first flight, A-level yep. type mm-hmm. amiibo. That is a really good amiibo. Yep. 100%. Okay. So, we've talked about Link's Awakening. Do any of you ladies have any extras you'd like to say? No. Before we said, answer some of these questions and get I out of here? I said my piece about Chamber Dungeons, and I feel a little bit better. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's, is it perfect? Of course not, because there's. I don't think it's possible to make a perfect game. Um, you know, I haven't done maybe Breath of the Wild. I, I could even see some improvements on Breath of the Wild. I could even see some improvements there, I just mainly because I'm, I shamelessly ship Link and Zelda, and I wanted to see more of that. Oh, my God, we need to hang out. <laughs> yeah, we do. All right, let's answer some of these questions that we got direct from you. Panda writes in. Which Zelda game do you want to see remastered next? And do you think we'll see one before Breath of the Wild 2? Ooh. Don't think so on the latter. But uh, I, I think, you know, Minish Cap would be perfect next mm-hmm. if, they go, if they're going and remaking these 2D games. I don't think Oracle games were... I hate to say it. The Oracle games were just not good enough. <laughs> but Minish Cap, you know, it was it was amazing. For It's probably one of the best games on the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. And... That game would be amazing if they did a redo of it. Yeah, That's- I'm with I'm with you on that. I would go with Minish Cap. It's a wonderful game. Yep. Okay. I- One like a lot of people also still haven't played, and they absolutely should. Mm-hmm. I think we will get another Zelda game before Breath of the Wild too. I think it'll mm. be a remake. I don't know which one it'll be, but so my theory has been so is it's 2019. 
We'll go through all of 2020. New consoles will launch. We'll have Xbox, PlayStation. And then in March 2021, they'll launch Breath of the Wild 2. That's my my thing. We'll know about it next E3. Mm-hmm. It'll be announced for the following year. And that'll be like their... That'll be what they throw at next gen. Everybody's going to talk about new consoles, new games. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's going to be like, we got a brand new Breath of the Wild game. Zelda. So yeah, you don't that. need to buy anything <laughs> else until March, until after March 2021. So yeah. between now and then, that's roughly 18 months. I think there is another Zelda game here because... We haven't I, had another Zelda since Breath of the Wild. As I say it all the time, Nintendo wants to sell you a Mario game and a Zelda game every year. They'll find what something. They'll probably end up doing something like Triforce Heroes or something like that. Triforce I could see Heroes something like that happen. That's another well, thing I was thinking. They did do Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. It would have been Comedy. cool to see like a Marion, um, a Marion like co-op type of thing, by the way, in this little thing. I was thinking yeah, that you too. You can only have her tag along for one part of the game. I know. If, yeah. Or if you could like do like the ghost. Or, I was thinking that while we were playing. I was like, man, it'd be a cool little co-op game if I could have another character and let Jack play with me on the Joy-Con. Why didn't they include photos in this game? Do you remember when you go to the certain points around? So, like, there's areas around that you can get photos. Like, there's a photo option, and it kind of just, like, does that anime pixelized art of the characters and one thing. And that was one thing that you could use the Game Boy camera for. Mm-hmm. And the printer. You could have, you know... You'll have to look it up, Donnie. I, I can't go into it, but, yeah. It's... um. They, did, they removed the photo feature. I just remembered mm-hmm. that. I just heard about it, but yeah, I never, never I knew what it was. I can't believe you guys were taking photos and printing out little pictures. I spent many a sleepover playing with that Game Boy camera and printer. Yep. <laughs> they, had an, they had an album in the game where you got to, like, I guess now it's memories where you can go back and see the cutscenes again, but you were able to go to the cliffside and take a picture looking out over the ocean or something it's like that. It's shocking to hear how much Nintendo had the pre-mobile market cornered and yet have yet to dominate the mobile market. It doesn't make any sense. Like, they had it. Oh, no. They're they not going to do they it. Touch screen They're not going to do it with 499 subscription of the uh, month. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. I don't know which game it will be. I'll just take the bait and say Skyward Sword. But, I mean, to be quite honest with you, I think Skyward Sword needs a lot of a lot of love, whereas mm. I think they've got that Wind Waker and Twilight port whenever they need it. It's done. They just got to strip out some motion oh, stuff, sure. and they're ready to go. So I think we'll see another Zelda game before Breath of the Wild. We'll, we'll have another remake. Nathan writes in, The only Zelda game I've ever beaten was the original monochrome release of Link's Awakening. If there was one Zelda game that you think is a must-play, what is it? Why do you think it stands out from the rest? Please convince me to play. What do you think, Amanda? Okay, so there are two possibilities on this. It depends on if you want to know all about, like, the Zelda characters, the various races. If you want to know, like, if you want to be introduced to everything, then I would recommend Ocarina of Time. If you just want a really freaking good game, then Breath of the Wild. He's got Breath of the Wild, and I think he's played it for all of an hour. <laughs> Unbelievable. It just blows my mind. Uh, I was going to say Ocarina, in terms of lore, is a good starting point. Uh, but if you are wanting to... It's also another good lore game. If you're wanting to get into the early like just what made zelda mechanics zelda mechanics link to the past would probably be my link to the past out there on your snes online service yeah you think they're gonna ever they've got to bring like ocarina to like big hd tvs at some point right i know i know it's been remastered but like it's eventually it's just stuck there on 3ds It'll probably be like a 25th anniversary or something. How many? What are we sitting at right now? How long we're ago at did 20. it we, We're at 21 because it came out in 98. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was in freaking seventh grade when that game came out. I mean, oh we've seen, God. I've seen like those Unreal Engine, you know, Ocarina. Re- I would buy the mess out of one for of those. Sure. Yeah, if Nintendo sure. did it. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for that. Nathan, the answer is Breath of the Wild. It's. <laughs> it's hard for me to come. I'm like, you're not going to get a Wii U to play Wind it's Waker. It's a typical game. I'm not going to lie. But mm-hmm. yeah, that is that is the game, dude. It's got all of the Zelda games in it. You know, it's just like a greatest hits. So yeah. Wind Waker would be my answer, but nobody's getting a Wii U. So I'll leave that alone. You can get it on the game. Just get the GameCube. He's not doing that Just either. go get, a gold, get an old GameCube. There you go. Kevin asks, what's the most underrated Zelda game and why? And I will start and just say that the most underrated Zelda game is Hyrule Warriors because it's freaking awesome. I think it's a great all uh it's a great option for those that haven't played like Zelda games. Like like the folks that don't know 
where to lift up the bush and bomb the wall and all that. This is a great option. It's a hack and slash. It tells all kinds of story. It's got a lot of content. That I think it's, it's I think it's severely Zelda underrated. Game, it is. It is a Zelda game. So here's the game thing. I was talking to I was talking to Devin about this the other night. Here's here's the other one, the reason why I really really love this game. It's like Zelda's take on like like the Avengers. It just brings everything together. There's all these different timelines. It really throws like everything at it. And I it's, guess. it's it's crazy. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, some non Zelda fans, folks that don't think they think they don't like Zelda games, I think they might like them a little bit more than they think if they gave that one a chance. There's underrated a of- again, underrated Zelda game. I think the Warriors games are just an homage to like here's all your favorite characters, you know, and throwing all of them Super together. Fun. Most underrated Zelda game and why? I gotta think about this one, so I'll let Amanda go if she has an answer. I'm I'm thinking. I mean, I would say Minish Cat, but I'm going to go with the CDI games. Uh, <laughs> you think they're good? They're not good. They are not good. I'm glad my answer gave you so many, <laughs> such a response. Um, no, I'm, I'm going to go with the CDI. Okay, so honestly, here's why we, why I'm going to go with the CDI games. First of all, the CDI is the reason why we have the PlayStation. So this I'll give it true. that. So that's a thing. The character, just the the dialogue was so freaking funny. Oh, it really like, is. I mean, it's just, it's so, it's so bad, it's good. It's something that everybody needs to at least, exp- even if you don't play it, just watch all the cutscenes because it's worth experiencing if yeah. you just want to laugh at something. And honestly, it gets a fair amount of the lore correct. Minus, like, bombing some Dodongos and eating Octoroks. For the most part, they got it pretty spot on. I I quote the games quite often. And I do too. I used to have I used to have an app on my phone that was like the Zelda, the Zelda CDI like quotes. Yeah, and so I would just sit there and play them over and over. <laughs> I don't recommend anybody go and buy that because the CDI well, you'll be spending like a thousand dollars on that crap. And then each game is at least two hundred right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I've got to say, you know, I was crapping on Oracle games. It's not a. They're not bad installments. I feel like those um, are prime for a re-release. There's like a Pokemon thing there to have, right? <laughs> they're just a little different, and I think if they had released kind of like the Pokemon, the third Pokemon to the two normal games, they needed to have one that was like Ferrore based. You know, they had the one that was Din, and they had the one that was Nehru, and they needed to do a Ferrore one, even though she was in the games and she had her own design and stuff there was not a game centered around her um you know they're they're okay they're i haven't played ages and years i played seasons when i had my 3ds um but they're pretty underrated a lot of people just don't even know about them and haven't even played them if they were remade in like link's awakening style or sure. brand new stuff, i think yeah. they would definitely uh, get some get some hits okay most fun crazy cool item in a zelda game comes from tom servo who's in the chat who says the oracle games was just as good as link's awakening dx nice tom likes them hookshot you can't go wrong with the dang hookshot hookshot (laughs) any sort of variation of hookshot double claw shots and in twilight princess or long shot or grappling hook anything like that i'm sold I like, okay, so I love the double hook, the double claw shot, because it just feels really cool to be hanging there and then shoot something and then hanging and going again. Um, I like the whip because when you're, because I feel like Indiana Jones, because I'm, Mm -hmm. especially because you're using the motion controls. And so when you get in a solid rhythm and you're running and you do that and then you keep going, that is the most satisfying feeling. Not to mention that you got to use it in the Ancient Cistern, which was like the best Zelda dungeon that's ever been made, in my opinion. That was really cool. Link's Awakening is my favorite boomerang. Oh, it's OP. The boomerang's boss in this game. It's, it's so OP. good. Get it as fast as possible. <laughs> that's the that's the end reward, by the way, for doing the trading sequence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it behooves you to do it. The isn't it a man? Don't you have to have it? Like, is it, it's a mandatory trading sequence, isn't it? I don't think you have to have it, but there are certain areas that you can't reach without the boomerang. Okay. Bow and arrow, I think, is mandatory. Is you it have cheating to buy if it. I say the glider? What? <laughs> How is that cheating? The glider is so super cool for, for Zelda. And, like, what Breath of the right. Wild is because of the glider is... There's a lot of awesome weapons, obviously. Like the Master Sword and the Hookshot and things. And these things make combat really fun. Um, I love I love doing, like, the, 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 
the Wind Waker whip, you know, thing where you get yeah. to pull enemies, you pull their stuff off of them and whatnot. That's really great. great for combat and pairing. It's super fun. But nothing has changed the way, like, how I feel a Zelda game plays, like, the glider. Or mm-hmm. probably my most impactful. Maybe not the coolest item, but most impactful. So, yeah. all right. Uh, last question, Caroline, are you planning to play Shantae on Apple Arcade? Now, this was a news story that came out after we recorded last week. Caroline, what the hell's going on with Shantae? What's going on over there with this Apple stuff? So Apple helped pay f- to make this game. That's why they get it first. But, um, but it's a, in, they're doing it in pieces? They're doing it in pieces. Everybody else gets the full game. But they're like, hey, we have exclusivity if you want to play half the game first. And then, you know, it's like an episodic thing. So what, I, I was going to say, what, what happens when you reach the end? It's like to be continued? What happens? It just stops in the middle of your walking across Thanks a bridge or something? We'll let you know when the next part's out. Oh, I don't, super I don't, weird. I don't know. I'm not playing it on Apple Arcade and I've been avoiding spoilers and all that stuff. And Shantae games don't take me that long anyway. They take me maybe 15 to 20 hours to beat. It's not that long. Sure. Um, I I will just wait for the Switch version because I know that Limited Run is going to have an amazing physical bundle and that's what I want. Okay. I was not happy to see about this news at all. I was like, what is this? Not only is it playable it's, over there, it's in pieces. It's just... It's just uh, how Nintendo did Bayonetta. They helped pay to get it, get it exclusively I guess. for a little bit. Sure. All right. Um, hit a couple news stories and then we're done. The first one is a Mario Kart, Mario Kart Tour is out globally right now on iOS and Android devices. Um, had a lot of server issues this morning. A lot of people are upset about it. People are now playing and they've got back in. They've restarted all that stuff and they got it. The thing that's making headlines this morning is that Nintendo announced that there's a subscription. So for five bucks a month, you get exclusive skins and badges. Uh, it does not remove any of the like pay to win or pay to continue stuff. All that's still there. So it's not five dollars a month and just keep playing as much as you want either. I didn't read the thing, and at first I thought it was five dollars a month just to play the game. But that this makes it a little bit better that you're just you know locking special things and, and two hundred cc speed mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, behind that, but pff, I think it's dumb. The same Amanda, itch. You- I can't bring myself to spend five dollars a month on that because, like, when you break it down, I mean, that's like sixty dollars a year. Yeah. That's like a full game. Are you guys playing this game? I haven't downloaded it yet. Caroline, did you play Pokemon Masters? By the way, we were talking about. I, I have did. not played any of these. You know what? It's it's just it's another gotcha. It's exactly like Dragalia Lost <laughs> and Fire Emblem Heroes, and the collector in me can't handle it. I just can't do it. Okay. Uh, as I said, when we, when I played the demo, I don't, I don't think Mario Kart tour is that good. Now I'm mm-hmm. sure the server stuff proves that a lot of people are going to play it. And I, I hope that sure. they make a lot of money on it, but it's just like a bad version of Mario Kart, which I yeah. guess is good if, if that's the only Mario Kart you got, but it's just not good. It's not fun. Um, the last thing here is kind of a throwaway, but I saw it and it looks really, really cool. So if this is your first time hearing about it, go look it up. Hori is releasing a Mario Kart racing wheel in mm-hmm. Japan that works with oh, PC yeah. and Switch. It comes in two models. There's a deluxe model and a regular model. The regular model is all Mario. It's blue and red and it's got all the buttons. You could totally use these as a full Switch controller. Sure. I expect to see a YouTube video of somebody playing Smash using a racing wheel. It has all the face buttons and a D-pad. <laughs> It looks amazing. They are, I think, p- priced appropriately compared to like racing wheels. This is a, a steal. You can get the regular one for about seventy-five dollars. You get the deluxe one for about one hundred forty dollars on PlayAsia. That better be some quality stuff. Uh, it looks like you know. It looks like PlaySchool toys. You know, it's kind of toyish. Uh, it has a pedal. I'm not gonna yeah, lie to you. It looks right, super fun. Pedal. Okay, the pedal is pretty. If, okay, if it has a pedal, that's actually really. It's got a pretty pedal, cool. and you yeah. get to like I said, it's got all the buttons, and everything. Use a full controller. Um, I'll be YouTubing. I want to see somebody play Mario Kart. It looks fun. It looks like it could be a fun way to play some Mario Kart. So, uh, again, if this is your first time hearing about it, go Google it. If there are headlines and things out there. Nintendo everything, mm-hmm. all the blogs, I'm sure you can find it real quick. And uh, they're up for pre-order and play Asia now. So you can play them. I expect to do, if anything else, probably a collector's item one day. Like these little weird yeah, offset sure. controllers and stuff like that. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to get it and keep it in a package and it's going to sell for some obscene amount of money down yeah. the road. So, yep. That'll do it for this week's show. Uh, Amanda Van Heil, thank you Thanks so much so for joining by the Nintendo Show. Oh, thank you guys for having me. I breaking down Zelda Week, brand new Zelda game here on our 100th episode. Um, go ahead and plug all your stuff, girl. Let everybody know where they can follow you and all the things you do and your team. All right. Lots of places you can find me. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Amanda Van Heil. Van Heil, for the record, is spelled V-A-N-H-I-E-L. 
Um, you can also find me on Zelda Universe. We're on Twitter. We're on YouTube. I think we're Zelda Universe TV. I host the news each mm-hmm. week. I'm also on Zelda Universe TV on Twitch. And then I have my own Twitch channel that I do just my own stuff on. Um, it's called Panda Princessa. And then you can also visit my website at amanda.vanheil.com if you want to see, like, my voice reels or anything like that or i've got like cosplay pictures because i also act so i've got like my resume and all that stuff up there nice. um i'm trying to think of where else oh i'm in a weekly no well it's not weekly it's like i think two times a month this is when it comes out i'm in a show called the blood crow stories it's an audio drama and we have new episodes i think every two weeks or every month or something like that i can never remember the schedule on that um but it's a horror audio drama if you're into that sort of thing that's not um, anything yeah, I'm in, we're in season three right now, and we're about to start season four, and so I'm in, like, I play a different character in each one. I found out about it today, actually, when I was looking oh, at cool. pictures on Twitter. Big on the horror. <laughs> Caroline, do you have anything you'd like to close with? Oh, man. I, uh, I'm getting a Dragon Quest, so mm. we'll be doing that now. Super fun. Comes out Friday. Um, the last thing that I'll close the show with is while this is episode 100 next week is our big shack reunion show where we have reached out uh, already to some active listeners. And if you're hearing this and you'd like to as well, if you have anything you'd like to say for shack, uh, favorite memory, ask us a question. Thanks for the shows, anything like that. Send it to us and write an email, record yourself, do a video. We'll splice it into next week's show. Next week is more or less just a celebration of shack kind of bring everybody back, talk about all what it took to get us here, the early days, the days with Caroline, and uh, what we can look forward to in the future. So next week, celebration show, and uh, well, that'll close out our September to remember. It's been a been a big month for us over here. It's almost over. It's almost oh over. Gosh, so that'll do it for us, Koopalings, and we will see you next week. 